Hello and welcome to Lisa Express Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Akunyele. We are on a series titled Sex Engine and I am super excited because this last few series we've had from trauma, how trauma rewrites you to your body stores your stories and down to Sex Engine has been a journey. And so last week, I didn't want to teach so much. I wanted us to get in a reflective mode where we could connect the dots such that these teachings are not separated. You can look through your life and ask yourself, how has trauma affected my sex life? How has my respect, my pride or shame for my body affected my choice in partners? How have I interpreted pleasure? Is there trauma stored up in my body? What do I want to do regarding releasing it? And then we had a practice where we paid attention to ourselves. And I want us to quickly try it out again today. I would need you to close your eyes, put one hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach. And I just want you to be quiet and get centered. I'm going to count to three and I want you to take a deep breath while I am counting. And then I'm going to count one to four and I want you to release the breath while I'm counting one to four. Okay, so here we go. One hand on your chest, one hand on your stomach, and I want you to be still. Okay, one, two, three. Now release one, two, three, four. How do you feel? Now let's do that again. Taking a deep breath. One, two, three. Release the breath. One, two, three, four. How does your body feel? What did you notice while you were practicing? Did you feel any anxiety? Did you feel any pain? Did you all of a sudden notice anything that was out of place? That exercise is to help you tune in and listen to your body more frequently. Feel free to do that 20, 30, however number of times you need to do it. For me, I just stand and listen to an imaginary waterfall. And I just begin to pay attention to what feels out of place in my natural airspace. Am I breathing differently? Am I having an internal conflict? I just shut up and listen to my inside. Am I having an internal conflict? Sometimes the best time for me to do this is in the morning or whenever I just wake up. Maybe I observed siesta that day. I'm listening in with myself. Um, maybe someone offended me before now and I had played the Miss Good Two Cents, you know, and I'd walked away like it was not a big deal, but I wake out of sleep and this person's name is on my mind. I'm angry and I'm ranting inside my head. Like, so there's a conflict we've got to resolve. And then I listen for more. Is there anything else? Is it just this conflict? Do I have conflict with someone else? Do I have conflict with myself? Okay, now I'm peace for not replying to the person when they did and they're okay. So I've got an apology to make to myself. What else can I find? What else can I find? Oh, my job. Oh, I love my job today. That's great. Oh, what else do I need to do? You listen to yourself because your body is storing stories 
stories and your body is always willing to return that story to you if you are willing to pay attention. So the goal is not to say, oh, I want to be in pleasure. I want to be in pain or I want to be in grief. No, 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 no. Just listen. If you've lost a child to this period or whatever it is, just listen. If you've lost a parent, just listen to the grief in your body. It's okay to be in grief, but listen. Because if you don't listen, there's nothing you really want to hear. All right, I'm going to jump into today's topic. Today's topic is pretty straight to the point. It's just glands and clits. Glands and clits. Clits, short for clitoris. And then we have glands that heal your penis, yeah. This particular topic is an offshoot of what I was supposed to teach last week when I spoke about sexual wiring. Um, when you look at the human body, the human body is just full of cells, nerves, organs, blood, water, you know, all mush and bones. <laughs> All mush and bones. But the way all of these things communicate are nerves. Nerves. Nerves are like pathways for messengers. So you have your hormones carrying information through your nerves to your brain. There are nerves from your eyes, nerve endings. And so you have pleasure nerves carrying all forms of information to your clitoris and to your penis. That's why it's called glands and cleats because these guys are similar. Some people call clits the female penis, yeah, because it has similar biological implication. And in the next series where we start talking about sexual myths and errors, you will understand why people circumcise women thinking they are circumcising the way they circumcise men and the biological misinformation that is taking place there. That's why you need to pay attention to female genital mutilation campaigns because many times we don't understand the implication of those campaigns. All right, I'm not going to jump into that series. I'm going to stick with today's one. Now, the male gland, the tip of the penis, that's the bottle cover head, whatever people call it. Bottle cover. I can't remember how I had that one. The cap. Right, I had said glance to a guy recently and he said he doesn't know it as gland, he just knows it as cap. Like, okay, I can work with that. At least you know it's there. This is the soft, sensitive part of the penis that has your nerve ending. So if you touch it, this is where you have your hole, where you have your fluids come out from, your precom, your actual semen, and then when you need to ease yourself, right? This part of the penis is pretty sensitive. It has nerve endings. And so when you touch it, it's always ready to work, right? If you touch that part of the penis, there's a possibility that you're going to get an erect penis in a couple of seconds, actually, because the nerve are instantly sending messages like, oh yeah, there's stimulation going on. The moment you stimulate that part, you're going to have an erect penis most times, most likely, except there is a biological condition going on. Otherwise, you're going to get an erect penis because this is where the nerve endings are sending information to your brain and say, oh, the re-stimulation going on, there has to be, possibly going to be a sexual activity. And then if you stimulate it, your body begins to process, okay, so we're going to have to delete sperm and semen and okay, okay, okay. So you move this way and you move that way, blah, blah. And then there's all of the biological factory. <laughs> when I was saying you move that way and you go that way, I was thinking of a factory when the factory is at work, right? So your whole body has that factory thing going on where if you turn on the buttons, the machines are just going to start whirling, right? There's that sound that, okay, the machines have come on, right? That's just going to start acting up inside your body. The same thing happens for the clitoris. The clitoris has nerve endings. As a matter of fact, when I say nerve endings, I don't want you to think where two or three are gathered. I'm talking thousands, 4,000, 5,000 and above. That's the kind of nerve endings you have in the penis. And that's why it's that sensitive. 
That's why it's that sensitive. The same thing for the clitoris. That's why your clitoris is that sensitive. You have so much nerve endings in your clitoris. And so you don't just have the one that says, oh, stimulate me or, oh, I'm getting stimulated. That's the one that says, oh, okay, orgasm is about to happen or orgasm has happened. Send the information. There's all manners of information. You can't really name what they do. I didn't even know it was possible for someone to lose afterglow sexual afterglow. I didn't know it was possible for someone to lose that until I read the encounter of someone losing sexual afterglow in a book. I'm like, what? You had to see your doctor because she didn't have afterglow. And then it turns out, oh, so afterglow is the feeling of excitement and color and wonder the world has after like a good sexual experience. Yeah, everything just feels more blissful. You're more at peace. You're at rest. Everything is more colorful. Everything looks like, you know, we're back in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah, and so this one said she was no longer feeling that way after sex, even though she knows this sex is good. Even though she feels like she must have had an orgasm, she can't seem to have the feeling anymore and then she goes to see her doctor and it turns out she had a nerve obstruction from her vagina I'm like what that's possible that's because those nerves actually do something they activate your body so when you stimulate the glands or you stimulate the clit what happens is the body understands that okay sexual activity is about to take place and so your estrogens and your testosterone they kick in you start getting wet for the woman and then for the man you start leaking precom not necessarily leaking in that sense don't think he's one busted water because that's not what i meant you get but your body starts preparing for sexual activity your body starts preparing especially for the woman, if it's a period where you are ovulating, your body begins to prepare for not just good sex, your body begins to prepare for a baby at the same time, right? Are you in a fertile period? If you're in a fertile period, you're going to get wet really fast because, I mean, your body was already active by itself, ready all by itself before now you're bringing in the stimulation. That's what the clitoris is for. That's why when you touch the glands or when you touch the clit, the person reacts the way they react. However, sometimes these things can be abused. I read certain funny books. I read some self-help books. I go to platforms like PDF Drive and I've found fantastic books on those platforms, but I have also found all manner of hilarious books there too. I see some books and they're talking about how to drive her crazy and how to do this and how to do that. I'm like, can you all just breathe, drink water and drop the cup because I don't get what's going on. And then you pick up some of the books and they're like, touch the finish, flip it like a coin wanting. And I'm like, guy, can you people not just kill this woman? Because first of all, when you begin to stimulate the woman, the cleat gets engorged with blood and then it begins to swell, comes out of the hood, right? Um, Comes out of the hood and there's how engorged with blood the cleat to be that it begins to ache the woman. It begins to ache the woman and that is like the most terrible time for you to to start flipping and hitting it or trying to do any of the crazy things these people are advising you to do. And so when it comes to sexual experiences, the best person to tell you what to do with your body is your partner. Don't just have this book you read online, this self-help book you read online or the conversation you're listening to right now. Don't just have it in your head. Ask your partner, is this working? Is this not working? Then there is also the conversation of people who have been sexually hurt, like the case of FGM where they've done... um 
what's the grading of those FGM. I think it's two, part two, kind of FGM where they've cut off the clitoris. You want to be sensitive that your partner might not have a clitoris. There's that possibility because over 200 million women have been sexually circumcised, right? You don't want to come into your bedroom and say, oh, the clitoris is the only way to stimulate her. While the clitoris has all the nerve endings, the clitoris is not the only place to stimulate. Um, it's, it does an integral job. It makes your job easier. It's really helpful. But if she does not have one, then you both have to figure it out. You both will have to work together, maybe come to a sex coach like me, and then let's design a program that will work for both of you. But you also need to talk to your partner and see, okay, what alternatives are there to sexual stimulation? Today, I just came to help you understand what you have in your body and what serves as your sex engine. And so on this series, she's spoken about your brain as your primary sex engine engine but then when it comes to your genitals we talk about your penis gland and then the vagina clitoris we talk about the clitoris now i've mentioned the word vagina let me quickly clarify that what most people call the vagina is actually the vulva what most people call vagina is the inner labia we have the outer labia and then we have the inner labia and then you have the vagina vagina is a different hole so you have your pee hole then you have the vagina then you have the anus so technically you have three different holes in the woman right i'm using hole because that's the easiest way to explain it and so what you call vagina is the inside is the tunnel that leads to the cervix okay so i hope i've been able to help you clear any biological misinformation um, when it comes to the labeling of the vagina i think the britannica library um, Britannica Dictionary, I don't think the Britannica Dictionary has done one of the best jobs of labeling the vagina that I have seen that is usable for the average person. It has a lot of words, but it's the easiest thing. It just has a really good map and it's not sexual at all. I believe in unerotic sexual education. If you have to become an addict by consuming my content, then something is wrong with it. Recently, my team and I were doing a survey and we felt like our social media wasn't doing a lot. And so we wanted to do a bit of research and see what's going on in our industry. Maybe we could up our game. And we followed a few sex therapists, but we couldn't stay with their content. Their contents were, there was a particular one. I was the one who did the research on this particular account. And then I'd followed their account and it was so erotic that I could have switch from this account to a porn video and there will be no difference. It was that bad. And I'm like, no, if you have to consume my content and become an addict, then something is wrong in my teaching method. If you come to me for therapy and I have to sell you a sex toy before I have done any consultation, before I have checked if you really needed it, before I have dug to see what your clocks are, before I have taken you through any proper talk therapy or any art therapy technique, and all I'm doing is selling a sex toy to you, then I am simply a sex toy vendor. I am not a therapist because the job of a therapist is not to sell you anything my job is to dig and find what is not working and when i step into my position as a coach my job is to find out from where we are going forward what can we do to move forward okay so I hope this content has helped you understand that your body is not something you should be afraid to explore. By all means, look at yourself. Look at yourself. I'm not saying go masturbate. Don't quote me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying know your body. If you're a lady, understand that your vagina is not your vulva. If you're a man who is dating or you're married, 
Don't mislabel your woman's body. Understand what's working. Understand the names and what 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 everything is and where they belong. Right. Understand the place of the clitoris, like I have explained today. Don't make the mistake of trying to say, "Oh, you're just going to satisfy your woman with intercourse," and you're going to miss the opportunity to really stimulate her and let her body do an active work of also getting stimulated. And how do you do that? By letting her body communicate as much as it can, and that's why you have all those nerve endings at the clitoris, right? So you can communicate through that. Let her body know that something is going to go up today and then you can do the same thing to him. This is why um, other techniques of, of sex come into play. Alright, if you have any questions as usual, I promise you I wouldn't know you're the one asking we, there's no way we can track your IP address, we can track your email, we can track your name. All you need to do is just go to our website at www.lisaexpress.com and ask me your questions anonymously I will attend to it. If I cannot, if your question is more complex than I can attend to, I will send it to senior colleagues and we will post it on our social media accounts when the response is available. If we haven't answered your question yet, it is because we have backlogs of questions that we are still attending to. The more the questions come in, we might speed up and take two, three questions on other days. All right, until next week when we begin the new series. Yeah, next month. Uh, yeah, next week is the beginning of a new month. So next month, what we will be doing is breaking through sexual myths and errors. People who have attended our sexuality code classes would have found these answers and old followers of our platform would have seen some of these answers. But if you're a new person, welcome on board. Let's bust some sex myths going forward. And it's going to last four weeks. We're going to talk about how men are unemotional about sex, which is a myth, by the way, and how high men's and virginity are proof of life standard another myth then there is the concept of circumcision and how it's going to help us curb female promiscuity and then of course that orgasms invalidate rape there is the idea that when you rape a woman or you rape somebody and they had orgasm then it means that they enjoyed it which is actually a pretty silly thing and so for the next four weeks we're just going to be looking at these myths and we will be busting through them don't forget to check us out on facebook twitter and instagram as Lisa Express Consult, just search for Lisa Express Consult or better still, search for at Lisa Express C. We are also available on LinkedIn. Again, Lisa Express Consult everywhere, everywhere. Lisa Express Consult. All right. Bye.